My name is Becky Schnexer, and you're listening to the Expedition Schnexer Podcast. So today I want to tell you a story about an expedition I took with my third graders this week. So for those who don't know, I am a science teacher. I teach kindergarten through grade five science at an independent school. And so I teach a wide variety of students, lots of different disciplines of science, lots of different age groups. And I'm always looking for new, innovative, exciting ways to approach certain topics at every grade level, every day, every year, every week, every month. Um, And so this year, I was taking a little bit of a different approach with almost all of my grade levels. I wanted to choose something to mix up. Um, and, And so this story is an expedition that I chose to make and take with my third graders. So currently we are studying the continent of North America and really focusing in on landforms of the continent. And so we are participating in a postcard exchange with classrooms around the continent of North America. We've been putting together a physical map of the United States and it's posted in the hallway. It's a huge map that literally takes up um, almost from ceiling to floor and um, the students had to study it, they had to mark it, they had to assemble it and, and put it out on the wall in the hallway. And so initially we were looking at the water sources, rivers, lakes, oceans, um, just different bodies of water in the United States. And then we moved into landforms. And so we were kind of tackling all of this at once. We were looking at the postcard exchange, reading postcards from classrooms around the United States and um, actually all of North America. We're looking at landforms across the continent and bodies of water. And so through all of our studies, we kind of took turns on, on what we were focusing on each day that we come into science. Well, one of the days we were focused on the postcard and I've been having my third graders make a slideshow that was all about each state. So as a postcard comes in, uh, they would make a slide all about that state, the information that that class had told us, um, and then a little snippet about each individual school. And then we added those two little maps that were in their field notebooks. Well, in the middle of doing this last week with one of my classes, they were starting to get antsy. I could see that they kind of needed a break Um, I needed them to hop off the computers and just do something different. So I immediately thought of some pictures that I have on my school computer of me caving or spelunking in college. And so I pulled those pictures up on the screen and immediately just dove into a, uh, a story from one particular cave in West Virginia. And I was telling my students all about this cave and it was a wet cave. It was in West Virginia. It took us a long time to get there. We were so excited because up until this point, the group of us that would go spelunking with one of my professors, we had been to only dry caves. And so dry caves are dusty um, and they're similar to wet caves, but wet caves, you get muddy because there's, um, there's water, more water inside. And a lot of times the entrance to that cave is a waterfall. And so 
this particular cave was a waterfall entrance um, and you immediately get muddy and, and dirty from the get-go. So I was showing them pictures of before we went into the cave, us right outside of the water uh, waterfall, and then I showed them two pictures inside of the cave to illustrate just how dark it is and how cold it is, how dirty this particular cave uh, made us become and how we were navigating. But one picture really caught their attention, and this is kind of where I got my expedition idea for them. This particular picture shows me literally hanging upside down, stuck in a cave. I had barely caught my helmet. I'm holding it um, above my head, but of course I'm upside down in the picture because I am, I'm stuck. I'm dangling. My leg is caught in a uh, rock formation inside of the cave. And at first I was scared, but then it was just hilarious because, because I was stuck. I couldn't get out. Um, my expedition team that I was with in college were, they thought it was equally as funny. And so they snapped a picture before kind of helping me barrel roll out of this uh, sticky situation. And so I'm replaying the story for my students. And as I'm telling them how I'm stuck and how you can't see very far, even though you have a headlamp on, um, and you know, all the mixed emotions of the situation, I immediately get this idea to transform one of my classrooms into a cave system. And I'm going to take my students caving or spelunking with me in my classroom. But that wasn't good enough for me. I wanted them not only to have the experience of spelunking, but also at the same time, navigating caves that I make in my classroom, I want them to complete a biodiversity survey. And so if you don't know what that is, it's basically where you go into a space and you record every living thing that you see. Um, and then you count how many you have. So if I'm in a cave, I might see bats, but I need to know how many bats I see. So in my field notebook, I might write black or brown bats, five. And so that tells me that I saw five of those bats. Um, and then you also record where you are, the time of day, the date, and all of, all of that pertinent information. So as I'm finishing up the story to my students, I've already crafted in my mind that um, in a week, they're gonna come back I'm gonna transform the classroom into these caves. Every cave's gonna have a name. Every cave's gonna be slightly different in how you enter it and how you exit. Every cave's gonna be slightly different in the biodiversity that's inside. And I'm even gonna block off the doorway and make it so that students have to literally crawl into the classroom and then crawl into the caves. And on top of that, I'm gonna turn all of the lights off so it's dark, just like the caves. And even on top of that, I'm not going to tell them what we're doing until the day of. I'm just going to tell them that they need to bring lights. They could bring headlights, camping lights, flashlights, whatever light their parents will let them bring to school, bring it. Now, if they ask their parents and they're not allowed or their parents don't trust them to bring those materials to school, it's totally fine. I have a stash of flashlights for them, but if they can bring it, they need to bring a light to class. And I just picked a day, Friday. So I just told them. And actually, in the middle of telling the story and I come up with this idea, I stop just before I end the story, just before I tell them how I was able to get out of this cave, being stuck upside down uh, in the middle of a cave. I stopped and I got really serious. And I, I, I said it a little bit like this. Now my friends, my scientists, on Friday... It's going to be really dark in this room. 
So I'm gonna need you all to bring lights. Maybe you have a headlight at home, a headlamp. Maybe you have a camping lantern. Maybe you just have flashlights. But I want you to ask your parents, I really need you guys to bring lights on Friday because this room is going to be completely dark. Now it's okay. If you can't bring lights or you don't have lights or they're broken or they're not working, you don't have batteries, it's totally fine. I have lights for you. But if you have your own, go ahead and bring them. And then I jump right back into my story about caving and trying to get out of it. So it was like this really cool break in the storytelling progression. They didn't question it at all. In fact, they were kind of on the edge of their seats because they're still kind of drawn into this picture that I have up on the screen of me stuck in a cave. They're still hanging on to, ah, oh, she never finished that story. And then they're still kind of thinking, oh my gosh, she told us to bring lights on Friday. I wonder what that's all about. So secretly I'm hoping they're, they're making connections and knowing that, oh my gosh, we're talking about caves and it's really dark and they're really cold and it's really hard to navigate them. And, and sometimes you have to, uh, make these surveys and count how many living things are inside of a cave. I was hoping they would kind of put this together. And I think maybe some of them did. I think maybe some of them were just so taken aback at my rapid storytelling and animated um, storytelling uh, ways. And then I stopped and I told them about the lights and then I went right back to the story. I think they were still trying to kind of figure out what in the world is going on. But the point being, they were enamored with the story. They were just captured by what was happening. They needed a break and I, I found a quick way to give them a break. And in the meantime, I master planned what I was going to be doing about a week from then. So, so fast forward to that Friday, it was caving Friday. This was last Friday, actually spelunking Friday. I reminded students every time they came to science between now and then, or that, that point and, and that Friday, to bring their lights. And I, I wouldn't tell them what we were doing. I just told them they would need them. And so, you know, you're still naturally building that mysterious, um, I wanna know what's happening. I'm super excited because I gotta bring something crazy. Um, that, just that excitement, it was, it was terrific. So then on that Friday, I made it a point, I don't teach just third grade, I teach uh, kindergarten through fifth grade. So I taught a whole bunch of classes that day, but all day I wore my headlamp that I use when I go on field science expeditions. No matter what class I was teaching, I just wore it. And I, I'm sure you can imagine how many questions and funny looks I got from my students and from colleagues and, and from parents um, as I walked through the building, which is kind of interesting. They should probably be used to my antics and my crazy outfits and my props and all of those things by now, um, but they're totally not, uh, which is super exciting because I don't, you know, I don't want it to get old. But um, I got a lot of questions about the headlamp and I kind of dodged them all. Just, hey, you know, I'm gonna need it later. I'm, I'm going on an expedition. so. If I didn't see the students in my classroom that morning, I definitely saw all of my students in the cafeteria that Friday and, you know, got the same looks, got the same questions, got the same excitement. But I made sure to make my rounds to my third grade classes where they were sitting in the cafeteria. I had my light on um, and I walked around and I just asked them, oh my gosh, guys, did you remember to bring your lights today? Because very soon you're coming to science and you're gonna need those lights. And you should have seen their faces light up and they're like, oh my gosh, I brought it. Or, oh, I couldn't bring mine. Um, can I borrow one of yours? And of course, of course you can borrow one of my lights. But you know, I riled them up 
and it doesn't take much to rile students up in the cafeteria, much less on a Friday, much less on an ice cream Friday. So if they weren't already excited, they were definitely excited for what was going to happen in about an hour. So after I riled them up at lunch, I immediately went back to my lab and I set it up. I had a whole bunch of brown paper that I took from the bulletin board paper rack that we have in our school. Um, and then I gathered all my masking tape and I gathered all of my bats and beetles and centipedes and, and spider toys. And I gathered them into the lab and I set up my caves. So every table in my room was a cave. So I just covered three sides of the caves and um, I inserted all the biodiversity that I wanted in each cave so that they were slightly different and I knew what they were going to encounter in each of the caves. I even made one of the caves super long by attaching two tables together. I blocked off the door and made it so the students had to literally crawl in the front door to my classroom. Uh, the lights were off. I had all of their equipment in the hallway, their field notebooks, their pencils, my lights for them to use. And I greeted them at the door. You could hear them all the way down the hallway trying to be quiet but still wanting to talk to each other about what was about to happen and guessing what they were going to use their lights for um, you know trying to hold you could hear them you know jumbling the lights in their hands it was just absolutely fantastic so as I explained to them in the hallway, they're trying to peek in the windows that are blocked and they could tell that it was dark and they couldn't quite tell what was going on in there. They were peeking in the front of um, Schnexer Caves is what I called them. Uh, I explained to them how biodiversity surveys work and then I set them on their way. So they immediately crawled into the caves and I joined them. Uh, we went into the caves together. I helped them do their biodiversity surveys. I hit my head a few times on the top of the caves, just like they did. And it was just a magical, magical, magical moment of field science in our classroom. Um, I had to drag them out of the caves at the end of class um, so that we could go back in the hallway and kind of debrief just like they would do in the field. And I talked to them about, you know, this is literally what you do when you're with an expedition team. You go out and you do your biodiversity surveys and you compare what you saw to what someone else saw. And we went through all of that. Um, and in the future, in the next few days of science, we're going to be looking at that data. We're going to be comparing what different classes, different expedition teams found in each cave because some of them were slightly different. I moved things around. Uh, we're going to talk about change over time so they're going to look at data we're going to go caving a couple more times randomly um, they're not going to get a heads up this time they're just going to show up to the caves with different biodiversity sets in each cave so that they can look at change over time um, but it was just one of those most magical happy accident kind of thoughts and projects that i had come together and i could not be happier with the way that it went so I encourage you under that umbrella of making learning fun, making it authentic, making it an application based, no matter what subject it is. For me, um, I go on field expeditions regularly. And so I kind of take what I do in the field and I scale it to my classroom and I make that make that connection for my students here. Um, if you don't have those connections, find someone who does. Talk to someone who works in the field that you teach and figure out how you can scale that to your classroom because you will not regret the reaction, the learning, the excitement, and the shared experience that you have with your students through that learning opportunity. Um, if you need help, 
brainstorming ideas, I can tell you this is something that I absolutely love doing. I like thinking of, well, what standard do I have to teach? And you know what? How can I make it real? How can I make it relevant? How can I make it a real field experience for my students no matter what subject it is? So if you need help brainstorming, please, please, please contact me. I would love to help you on this journey. After all, my friends, you're on this expedition with me. Expedition Schnexer is not just about me, my experiences in the field, in the classroom, but it's about all of you. You are all a part of my expedition team, and I want to help you collaborate, build awesome ideas, and build these experiences for your students. soon to an episode of Expedition Schnexer. Um, let's try that one again. So that's a big nope. Making up songs is the best. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Expedition Schnexer. I hope you tune in next time.